I'd like to never see myself. Never, ever. Maybe I should find a vampire just so I can stop having to see myself. Just, uh, just how would you do that? How would you find a vampire? I, I live by a cemetery. I assume I just go wander oh. the cemetery at night. Sure, sure. You could leave out like something a, like a, eats me. Like a blood bag or something. I just cover myself like... in blood bags. <laughs> <laughs> I got your blood here. <laughs> Who wants some blood? <laughs> There's a fine looking fella. Fine looking pasty fella. You want some blood? Do I have some for you? I pulled up the blood bag and just like move it out of the way quickly. And I'm like, ha, you got me. <laughs> the vampire's like, no, I promised I'd never bite a human again. <laughs> Sobbing. <laughs> and I'm like, finger guns ablazing. <laughs> yeah, that's my plan. <laughs> you know we really love you. It ain't our place to judge you. Your feelings get about it naturally. There's no point in hiding, so feel free to start confiding. If you need a good friend, you can count on me. You can count on me. You can count on me. Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. And this is Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. A Harry Potter fanfiction podcast. So I want to start out the podcast today with with a very special shout out. Okay. And it's a shout out to everyone who came to the London meetup. Because it was like such a beautiful, wonderful way to kick off my, you know, my European Your grand tour. My my grand tour. old um, for that actually i think i feel like i am when those happened it was like teens that their parents would be like i would like to not see you for a while go tour the continent <laughs> that or like you take a gap year between high school and college mm-hmm. and you like backpack through or whatever mm-hmm. or if you go like a little bit older you're like eat pray love you were you know? eat pray love <laughs> I was not personally. I was not Ypres. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? London meetup. We were saying we were saying thank you to everybody who came to the London meetup. It was such a surreal experience for me because there was like this really large contingent of some of the very involved Discord people that came, mm. and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> It's a person I have a parasocial relationship yeah, with. I was like, I cannot believe that I'm meeting these people in real life. <laughs> because they got to meet each other for the first time and mm. you know they were having a ton of fun like they came for days and we're just like bashing around london together oh, and hell yeah it was very very cool and it was so nice to meet everybody that you know people came from all sorts of places um that were not london <laughs> <laughs> to be there and it was really nice to meet everybody and of course the hugest of shouts to Charlie and Hannah hmm. from Goblet of Wine, who planned the meetup. Yeah, sure. I said, I want to do a meetup. Mm-hmm. And they said, can we have a joint meetup? And I said, yes. And then I just uh, sat there quietly and they <laughs> planned the whole thing <laughs> and made all the graphics and the posts and the things. So um, thank you so much to Charlie and Hannah for for putting that together. It was a really great, fun time. I enjoyed Time Out. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, um, so you of... have been gone for a long time. Behind the scenes, we've not seen yeah. each other in a really long time. And like over a month. Yeah, it's been, it's been long enough. And so I had some fears. 
I went uh-huh. like a couple weeks without seeing my dad. And the next time I saw him, he had a beard for the first time in my entire life. And it was mm-hmm. a shocking experience for me. <laughs> I was a little afraid that we were going to get on camera and you were going to have whatever the Sequoia equivalent of a beard is. <laughs> mm. What is the Sequoia? <laughs> and I was like, I can't handle two of these shocks within a month of each other. So... Right. I'll faint. Um, I was going to come. I was going to come onto the call and I was going to have a face tattoo. Ooh. Uh, that's maybe more intense. That's than a, a little bit more, maybe. Um, Like a nose piercing. Oh, okay. And an eyebrow piercing. Both a nose piercing and an eyebrow piercing. Is equivalent to beard for the first time in my 31 years of life. <laughs> it was pretty shocking. Uh, I shaved my head. Maybe mm. that's it. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Um. No. 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 I am yeah. still. I'm still the same. I'm glad. I. I'm hiding my hair from you because same. it has gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. Yep. Yeah, I'm also not showing my hair. <laughs> So for all either of us know, there might be some wild stuff happening here, actually. (laughs) You're just saving a surprise for next time when I won't be expecting it. Is a beard equivalent to me having just like pink hair? Like I I come on the pod? No. No? That's too normal? Yeah. I've never dyed my hair one time ever. So? (laughs) It's not exciting enough for me. (laughs) Okay. 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 But sort of on this on this subject of like places where we might be where we might be meeting up with some of the oh, right. fanatical fam. I totally ruined the segue. I did you try to do the segue planned. earlier. Yeah, I, I tried you know to do how the segue I feel earlier. about segways, Sequoia. I I do as do the <laughs> listeners. We're all aware. We're all here. We all know. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Speaking of. No, I'm not going all the way from the beginning of the segue. Um, as you all know, we are going to be at LeakyCon in the first weekend of August. In Chicago. Yes. Illinois. Oh, dear. United States <laughs> of America. You going to go bigger? Well, you're frowning disapprovingly at me. So. <laughs> I guess not. Um, we are doing, the, the schedule has come out. The schedule has has been released. Yes. So on Saturday, on the Saturday of the convention, we are doing a live show, and we are also doing a crackfic live write session, which is something we did in Denver mm-hmm. that we are bringing back for Chicago. Do you think they'll let me have a t-shirt cannon? <laughs> I wonder what you don't have t-shirts, so I don't know what I would be. Yeah, hucking I don't know at what you folks. The like um, the like thirty folks that I expect to show up, <laughs> pummeling them with something out of a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> those those conference t- rooms aren't t-shirts. terribly big either. Here's the thing: there's t-shirts in the t-shirt cannon, but there are t-shirts that we brought with us um, to wear later. So you can't keep the t-shirt. Oh. You have to get the t-shirt back. To us. Great. It's great. just our clothes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> As oh, people no. enter the room, just like <laughs> get shot with one of Sequoia's t-shirts. Exactly. Exactly. Great. great, 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 great. Um, yeah. So we're very excited to be doing those things. Um, we will also likely be doing a meetup outside of the convention. So if you live in the Chicago area, I don't and know, you, you say s- likely, but it seems like maybe Charlie and Hannah won't be there to plan it for you this time. So Well, timeout status is tbd for that event right exactly exactly we'll see how well behaved you are i won't be well behaved (laughs) tell you right now um but if you know if we end up doing something like that make sure to keep an eye on our social media on instagram to uh see if we announce something like that probably would be the friday of the convention so the fourth the evening of the fourth but keep an Mm. eye out for that um we will announce that on our socials um and try to drop something in the feed as well if we've got the time to do that hell yeah also 
today. Today. Today? Today. Today? Is my first episode, my first guest episode on the newest Olympian. Hell yeah. It's today. Hell yeah. It was so, so much fun. And um, Mike's been editing it over the past week and mm-hmm. just like messaging me and the things that we said. Because <laughs> we recorded it long enough ago that like I, you know, I don't remember what I said. And just like messaging me and being like, oh, my God, I forgot we brought up this stupid Reddit meme from like 2000 and whatever. What? Ooh, we had a blast. So oh, make nice. sure to go check that out. Hell yeah. Do you want to do this podcast? Let's do this podcast. What a novel idea. I mean, all of the stuff that has come before was also this podcast. Exactly. Including the like hour we spent catching up before we turned on the microphones. (laughs) That was also this podcast. You didn't know. That was necessary. That was necessary. This podcast. Okay, great. Let's do this podcast. I am reading you a fan fiction today, which means that you have to do predictions. And listeners... You also can t- partake in the prediction experience. You can, you really actually this time can answer our story on Instagram. I know that that was factually untrue the last two episodes. <laughs> but it but it is true this time. Sure. It's true this time. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Or, you know, if you are a patron, make sure to get those predictions in on Patreon to grab those house points. Mm-hmm. So, it is time for your clues. Clue number one. This story is called Uninvited Guest at the Wedding. Okay. Interesting. I feel like it's, it's, it, it gives a lot. The, t- the title yeah. gives a lot. A yeah, lot of context. Okay. A lot of information. Okay. Um, unlike most of the titles. The genre is romance slash humor. Okay. And this Fan fiction came out post-Goblet of Fire. Okay. All right. Yeah, the time period was going to determine, like, some some amount of the... Right. This was a listener submission by an anonymous listener, so thank you so much, listener, for sending this in. Okay. Guess number one. This is Harry's wedding that this is going to take okay. place at. Okay. Guess number two. We're going to get one of those, like... Does anyone have any objections? And someone's going to be like, I object. We love that. We love that. Middle of the ceremony. (laughs) And then um, changing tact, or maybe not, uh, is guest number three is that the uninvited guest is Voldemort. Incredible, incredible predictions across the board. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You And I guess we'll see. We'll see. How you did. Oh, man. <laughs> this is, it, is a weird one. I mean, we've always been so bad at this game. Is it possible that I'm getting worse? I feel like I'm getting worse. Oh, we were better at this game, like, in the first couple years. And when I say we, I mean you. I think I've always been bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a time when you were good at it, yes. Okay, yes. all right. That's true. What's happened to me? Um... <laughs> uh, All right, let's get into it with this fan fiction called Uninvited Guest at the Wedding. It all started on a sunny day during late August in Hogsmeade Village. It's a nice enough place for a wedding. If that was where the wedding was. Okay. A young 14-year-old girl with frizzy brown hair, grayish-blue eyes, and freckles was making her way towards the magnificent castle that was Hogwarts' school of witchcraft and wizardry. Hermione does not have blue eyes. She does not. Canonically, she does not. Okay. All right. (laughs) Her name was Karen Rowland. Frizzy brown hair, blue eyes, 14. O.C. O.C. All right. Karen Rowland, a transfer student. No. Nope. <laughs> what? What could this possibly have to do what? with the wedding? What could this possibly have to do? <laughs> Ooh, oh, you just wait. Oh, you just wait. Okay. <laughs> Her name was Karen Rowland, a transfer student from Beau Baton. 
She was an American. Why was she going to Beaubaton? <laughs> who had lived in France okay. for three years before coming to Britain. Okay. So we've got our American OC, but but she had a quick stop over in France <laughs> to go to Beaubaton for a while. Okay. For a couple of years. Okay. Her parents were like, it's a good school. And then they went there and they were like, you know what? This is too boring of a school. You need to go to a more exciting school. We're going to transfer you to the school where Voldemort just came back. Yeah, her parents were like, we don't feel like you're properly learning how uh, to defend yourself mm-hmm. I- here at Bobaton because you're not in constant danger. Mm-hmm. So what we really need to do is we need to take you out of here. We need to put you in a school where your very life is on the line yeah. at-, at all times. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Checks out. Checks out. Karen. <laughs> Karen stopped short, awed by the great castle. So she just just walked over, just walked over, walked up to the castle. Wow. She's got a nicer attitude than most of the Bobaton students who were like, what's this shit pile? (laughs) I have to live here. (laughs) That's nice. Well, it's unclear. It's unclear, like, if she had experienced any like American school Mm -hmm. beforehand or like Americans are also just like impressed by any castle (laughs) show us any castle and we're like whoa whoa castle it's an old building (laughs) like that building's more than 200 years old amazing (laughs) yeah exactly exactly stupid uh Okay, Karen, she thought. This is the first day of your new life. You're a Hogwarts student now, not a Bobaton student. No more arrogant girls making fun of your looks and oh. bookworm-like nature. Oh. Things are going to get better. Oh. Poor Karen. She had a rough ride. That's why her parents transferred her. Yeah, they were like, man, these Bobaton kids suck. (laughs) They kind of did in the book. They kind of did. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they were sort of having to juggle this thing. They were like, well, Bobaton, where clearly everyone's mean to her, or Hogwarts slash Voldemort. Karen took a deep breath and made her way to the front door. Slowly, she pulled it open and took her first step inside. A pitched alarm sounded and a sack of potatoes fell on her head. Okay. Okay, but seriously, like a sack of potatoes? Yeah, that would like that feels like an injury. That wouldn't be good. Maybe it's like the like little ones. <laughs> the petite Fingerling potatoes. A tiny sack of tiny potatoes. (laughs) Well, they didn't want to hurt her, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) A sack of potatoes fell on her head. Great. This is not not what she signed up for. Sure. This is not what she signed up for. Karen screamed and keeled over as a piece of parchment with Weasley Wizard Wheezes, courtesy of Gred and Forge, written right. on it, fell in front of her. They didn't want to hurt her. This much. is not, but like this is not their best effort. No, you know, like a loud noise and a small sack of small potatoes. <laughs> this is small potatoes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> right. I think it would be I think it would be funny though if it said Weasley Wizard Wheezes, courtesy of Gret and Forge, and then small potatoes. <laughs> on, written on the card. A small potatoes joke. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> Small Potatoes. Uh, there was, you drop some potatoes in somebody's head, they're like, wow, I really want some potatoes. 
A tall man in his early 20s with fiery red hair and tons of freckles ran up to Karen. Early 20s. Okay. Early 20s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you are. I was wondering when you were going to get here. What in heaven's name took you so long? <laughs> Where have you been all this time? Walking? What? King? The man took a good look at Karen. You're not Ginny. Uh, like, really <laughs> obviously, who is this? <laughs> yeah, this person looks mm, absolutely nothing like Ginny. Zero like Ginny. Which of her brothers did not did this to her? <laughs> You're like, oh, man, we, we meant to drop some small potatoes on our sister. <laughs> not this random child. Is this Fred or George who is failing to tell that this person isn't Ginny? Nope. Okay. Run, I'm over here. <laughs> over here. Ron, Ron? Hey, Ron. <laughs> this is, it's, a good, it's a good camera pan moment. Camera pans to Ginny and Who she's looks like, nothing waving. like Karen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ron just saw any girl and started yelling at her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ron is in his early 20s. Yes. Okay. Ron, I'm over here, called a red-haired woman from the other side of the hall. It was clear that those two were brother and sister. The man helped Karen up to her feet. Who are you? He asked. Um, K Karen? R Roland? I'm, I'm a transfer student <laughs> from Bobaton? <laughs> this poor child. Oh, this no. poor child was like, it's a new day. Yeah. It's a new me. It's a new life. Yeah. <laughs> Just immediately gets that impression shattered. Oops. Oops. Are you a little early? Hogwarts doesn't start for another week. Oh, it did say it was August. It did. It did say. <laughs> the author, they told us. They let us know. They did. They did. Yeah. And all I was Snuck thinking right was like, there. August, then they don't get to be a June bride. <laughs> and then I lost track of what we were doing. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you let lose track of what we were talking about. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, transfer students are supposed to arrive a week early. Oh, sure. Why not? Well, you've got interesting timing, said the man with a grin. We're going to be having a wedding here tomorrow morning. Weddings at Hogwarts. Yeah, that's nice. I'm Ron Weasley, by the way, the best man. I work as an R. Okay, all right, all right. We're like pretty on track so far. Right, right. Okay. He pointed to the woman. That's my sister, Ginny. She's the maid of honor. Oh, no. Now we're in trouble. <laughs> I almost guessed that it was not just Harry's wedding, but that it was fucking... Because you won't fucking stop with the fucking harmony, you fuckhead. I genuinely... Okay, I genuinely tried not to this time. Uh -huh. I really did. I really tried not to. Uh-huh. But then I found this, and I thought, <laughs> just one more time. <laughs> you even, you dropped, you you held, you withheld your dreary for the bonus feed, didn't you? I did. Like a criminal. Uh, and that was, that was criminal behavior. You are that torturing was... the main feed. <laughs> Absolute monster. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This is my villain era. This is my villain Seriously? era. <laughs> That's my sister, Ginny. She's the maid of honor. Karen's eyes went wide. Virginia Weasley? <laughs> the romance novelist? What? This 
is exactly when this fan fiction took a, a sharp turn for me. I was like, excuse me? Excuse me? Amazing. <laughs> for Ginny. What is this? <laughs> for the listeners at home, there was a whole second there where Kim did not know what to do with her hands. Yeah. Got really excited. Romance novelist. What? Virginia Weasley. It's her pen name. The romance novelist. Her pen yes. name. Right, 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 right. You, she can't use her real name. Right, because she writes some nasty shit. <laughs> she does. She does. She does. She does. She does. And she we all go, know. She didn't go too far from her real name, though, did she? She <laughs> Fourteen-year-old doing reading Virginia Weasley's romance novels. Have you met fourteen-year-olds? Oh yeah. Sometimes I forget about me and who I am in comparison <laughs> to other people. All right. Um. <laughs> well, yes," said Ginny with a blush. And, and Karen me? like pulls out a whole stack, and she's like, "Will you autograph my collection?" <laughs> And like she pulls, she pulls all of Ginny's books out of her bag, and her mm-hmm. bag is immediately empty. Mm-hmm. She has brought no school books, <laughs> zero school books to this school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Only romance novels. Yeah, when she said she was bookish earlier and she got bullied, it's like not like a nerdy bookish. <laughs> <laughs> there, she was getting made fun of for reading smut yeah. in the in the lunchroom. Yes. Uh, I've read all of your books. You write so very well, Miss Weasley. I'm a big fan. Karen turned back to Ron. Um, I'm sorry to intrude, but whose wedding is it? It's the wedding of the century. Why doesn't she know? Maybe, you know, Harry's the kind of person who's like, oh, I don't want people to know that. He's having it at Hogwarts, though. It seems like it's probably going to be an enormous wedding. Exactly. So, like, you know somebody on that guest list is letting it slip. You know someone on that guest list. Well, they invited Rita Skeeter, so, like. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that someone sold the information to Rita Skeeter, but that also tracks. Um, She's the reason they're together. She wrote that terrible article about them. Open their eyes to the love they have for each other. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Whose wedding is it? Oh, Harry Potter. Oh, Harry... Harry Potter? The Harry Potter? No, some other Harry Potter. Come on, Karen. (laughs) Karen, keep up. Don't, doesn't everyone know, like, the Golden Trio? Mm-hmm. Can, can you not put it all together, Karen? You know, Ron, Ron's, Ron, no, nobody knows who Ron is. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, still partners with Harry, I assume. Harry's an or two, and he and Ron are partners. And oh, sure. Solving yeah. crimes and busting Death Eaters together. And, like, people <laughs> still don't know who Ron is. <laughs> he is still mad about it, also. <laughs> it it doesn't hurt that like the protagonist of like half of Ginny's romance novels is um Barry Porter. You just wait. No, you fuckhead. What? No. <laughs> Why is it that when I say the stupidest thing that I can come up with? I'm cursed. I'm cursed with the same kind of gift gift of prophecy as Ron. Make a dumb joke comes real. Uh, yep. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's right, said Ginny with a grin. This must be your lucky day, intruding upon the wedding of the most famous wizard in the whole world. Karen couldn't believe that she had chanced upon the wedding of the famous Harry Potter. Curiosity getting the better of her, she asked. What's the bride like? How do you not know who Harry Potter is dating? You read. I feel, she, like, I feel like the kind of person that like loves romance novels might also be predisposed to kind of also enjoy gossip magazines. I would also say that. Um, I don't know. She's uh, she's she's been in in France. No. 
Oh, right. Fran- they don't get news in France. They don't get news there. <laughs> Who gives a rat's ass about Harry Potter in France? True. Ron raised an eyebrow. What? Hermione? Well, let's see now. She was at the top of our class every single year, passed all of her exams with an average of 134%. There have got to be more interesting things about Hermione at this point in her life than that she was good at school. Nope. Ronald? Got 16 owls, full marks on her newts, prefect, head girl. Ronald, you're in your early 20s now. You've had like five years since then. Hermione's definitely doing something more interesting with her life. She's got to have a job, She right? is the minister of magic. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, never heard of her. They don't get news Karen. in France. <laughs> <laughs> Karen couldn't help but think she sounds like some queen of the castle. She had an image of a tall, sophisticated lady lording out to all the students and professors. Now, why would you think that? Ron just described the biggest nerd, nerd. to you. Nerd. Karen's <laughs> ideal. Exactly. Exactly. She's bookish. Right. We were told earlier. Sure. Right. Fine. She sounds just perfect for the Harry Potter. <laughs> she did really good in school. Therefore, perfect. Therefore, perfect. And especially perfect for Harry Potter. We got no personality details. (laughs) Nothing interesting. She sounds perfect for the Harry Potter. I can't help but think how I'm just nothing but a bossy bookworm who will never amount to anything. Karen looked like she was about to cry. Ron smiled and placed a hand on Karen's shoulder. Don't feel downhearted about that. I have a best friend who was also a bossy bookworm. Was? Is. Is? Is currently. Is. Yeah. Come on. She eventually found happiness with my other best friend. I like how he's making this unnamed as though he did not just explain that this is Harry and Hermione's wedding. Well, it's going to be, he's going to surprise her with that information, maybe? Maybe. If you never give up, then your dreams will eventually come true. Karen couldn't help but smile from Ron's words. That girl was the minister of magic. And that that girl is the minister of magic. (laughs) Ooh. So Ron, said Ginny with a sinister grin. Does that mean you haven't completely given up on Hermione? Why would that possibly be what you take away from what he just said? Um, because Ginny is somebody today. (laughs) (laughs) She's got romantic drama on the brain 24-7. Always, 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 always. What? Already constructing a torrid affair novel. Constructed, we oh, might say. it's done. Yeah, okay. Admit it, you still have feelings for her. Hoping she'll forget about Harry and run off with you? I certainly fucking hope not. He's the best man. Ron snorted. Look who's talking. In your most recent book, the groom runs off with the maid of honor. Oh, wow, Ginny, wow. Ginny, 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 Ginny. Ginevra, Virginia Weasley. <laughs> I meant nothing by that. Then why? It is... just seemed like a good plot hook. Yeah, I mean, there's that's in that's in plenty of sure. whatevers and whomevers, and it's fine. Yeah. She's not basing not? that off of any real life scenario that she wishes would happen to her. Of course, no. Yeah. Then why is the maid of honor a redhead and the bride a brunette? Why you? Ginny tackled Ron and the two started to fight like cats and dogs. (laughs) Fist fight. (laughs) Fight. Karen just. Karen? What? Karen's just yelling. (laughs) Yeah, Karen. (laughs) 
Uh, and the the protagonist's name is uh, Barry Porter, and it is Barry Porter. In book. It is in yeah. fact Barry Porter. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Henry Porter. Sure. Karen just stared at them when another pair of redheads, identical twins, came by. Hey, look, Fred. Our little brother and sister are having a cat fight. Yeah, George. You know we cat should sell fight. tickets. The twins summoned up a pair of chairs and some popcorn and continued watching Ron and Ginny beat each other up. Great. And Karen's like... Is Karen, like, holding both of their earrings? (laughs) What is a cat fight? (laughs) What makes makes a fight a cat fight, Sequoia? It's a cat cat and and dog fight. That's not what Fred George said. Yeah, well... (laughs) No, Karen is standing there holding a stack of Ginny's books. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, a passage of time. That night, curiosity... The maid of honor and the groom are... And the maid of honor and the best man are both, like, sporting black eyes, oh, broken yeah. nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful wedding. I'm so Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Feel it. That night, curiosity once again getting the better of her, Karen crept into Ron's room. What? I can't believe I'm doing this, she thought. What are you doing? But she had an insatiable urge to see the wedding rings. Why? 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 We'll never know. (laughs) Why? We'll never know. But Karen, huh. I you know, Karen's got a lot of that romance novel stuff sort of bouncing right. around in her head. She's too. been reading Ginny's books. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And she's like and some wild ideas about what's appropriate behavior <laughs> for a person to do. No, she's gonna creep into Ron's room while he's sleeping. Horrible. Take a peek. Just take a quick peek at the wedding rings. A quick peek. No one will ever know. She slowly made her way to the coffee table and picked up the velvet box that contained the two rings. Like, aside that she does, like, how would she even know that's where the rings are or where Ron's room is? He left them in plain sight and she stalked him. (laughs) Easy questions. Come on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was very silly. That was very silly of me. Mm -hmm. It was then that another Weasley Wizard Wheezes alarm rang out. They alarmed the wedding ring box. That's good. That's good. That's good forethought. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I... You've got to keep those rings safe. Yeah. You, you, you have to... Harry Potter's wedding is going to be a disaster. So the the everything you can do to, like, head off oh, disaster... Sure. Yeah. It's a good move. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it serves a dual purpose, I think. Because mm. f- in the first place, like, hey, if somebody tries to steal the rings... We've got this alarm that goes off. And in the second place, um, hilarious alarm to go off when you open the rings. Um, right. When you bring the rings when up you... and then open the ring box. Yeah. When you don't remember to take it off. Exactly. That it was put on. And then you, you Ron, hand it to Harry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> open it and hand it to Harry. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And then the alarm good. goes. And then, you know, that's a good laugh as well. Ha, 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 ha. Um, controlled chaos, which is the best you can hope for. Oh, sure. <laughs> But Karen, Karen does not find this amusing. Um, well, Karen, you shouldn't have been you there. You shouldn't have done that. <sighs> Panic overcoming her, Karen dashed she out of the room. them out the window. <laughs> what? <laughs> Karen swallowed the rings. No. <laughs> I just put them in my mouth. They'll never know. Uh, <laughs> Karen dashed out of the room and continued running through the castle. She barely care, she barely registered that she still carried the two rings. Karen, she's now Karen, stolen. Karen. She has now stolen the rings. Yeah, for Harry Potter's wedding. Good, Karen. Soon the entire castle was awake, searching for a burglar, and Karen made a dash for the entrance hall. She had just made it outside when she collided into another young man who was flying on a broomstick. I don't know why he was flying on a broomstick close enough to the ground that he could 
collide with a 14-year-old. <laughs> looking for the rings. <laughs> Flying around just squinting in the darkness yes. Yes. at the ground. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Maybe the rings are here. She had... <laughs> The broomstick lost control and crashed into the Whomping Willow. Oh, no. Was that Harry? Is he dead now? <laughs> oh, no. First I steal the rings and now I've just killed a man? I'm a murderer. <sighs> She's having a really hard day. Well, she brought this on herself. Yeah, I, I do not pity yeah, her. I cannot say that she did not get herself into this situation. Mm-hmm. Don't snoop around. Yep. And don't look at other people, strangers' wedding rings. You don't need to do yep. that. You don't need to do that. You see it after the wedding. Yeah. Duh. Karen was starting to get hysterical when the man suddenly got up and walked over to her with a smile on his face. Is this man immortal? Thought Karen as she slumped to the ground. Hey. Who are you? Asked the man. He was tall in his early 20s with hopelessly messy raven black hair, emerald green eyes, and round rimless glasses. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. Sorry about How the was your fight with willow. the willow. <laughs> Sorry about your broomstick, which is uh, inevitably gone. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. No, he and the willow are old friends. Now. That's true. Maybe maybe the broomstick lost control and it just looked like it crashed into the Whomping Willow, but really the Whomping Willow was saving Harry. It caught him, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Gently. Yeah. Gently yeah. within its arms. Yes. They're they're friends from back in the war. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Harry saved the Willow's life. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the Willow saved Harry. Harry. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it's a bond, an unbreakable bond. An unbreakable yeah. bond. Totally. Um uh, he was wearing a black muggle tuxedo under his cloak. Weird. Already wearing it in the middle of the night. Who? That's Harry. It's bizarre. It's like, I got to break, uh, yeah. <laughs> break it in. Yeah. Break it in. He's got to make sure it's well worn in for all the moves he's about to bust. Oh, he's going to bust some the, moves. the reception. Ah. <laughs> uh, Hi, 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 uh, well, well, I, uh, I, I, Karen couldn't form a coherent sentence. Yep. She, she did try. No. The green-eyed man suddenly noticed the velvet box in Karen's hand. He also heard voices from the castle that called, Burglar! <laughs> People are just running around the castle screaming burglar it's fred and george and they are like every time they run into anyone screaming burglar and pointing <laughs> sowing discord sowing yes. chaos yes they're not helping <laughs> he immediately understood what had happened i don't know how you i'm i guess i guess he's like it's okay here's a burglar but you've never met this person you don't know who this person yeah, is or why they're in the castle. But it's a fourteen-year-old girl. True, 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 true. He's a deadly aurer. He can handle her. <laughs> Whatever's happening here. Well, follow me," he said with a smile. Before Karen could protest, he grabbed her hand and dragged her away. A passage of time. Karen woke up when the sunlight hit her face. What a horrible nightmare. She muttered as she pulled herself up. Yeah, I had this crazy dream. And I stole Harry Potter's wedding rings, which would yeah, be weird. so that would be wild. wild. <laughs> I would never do that. No one would do that. Right? What a weird thing for me to dream. She suddenly noticed that she was on a dusty four-poster bed in a dirty, shabby-looking cottage. Did Harry... Banish her to the Shrieking Shack? I mean, a little bit. I guess she did <laughs> do something absolutely buckwild. She buck did wild. steal his wedding rings. Yeah, she has to go sit in timeout. She does. <laughs> in the Shrieking Shack. Furthermore, the green-eyed man was sitting in a corner. 
Good morning, he said with a grin. Oh my god, I've been kidnapped by a mysterious man and taken to some secluded hut. <sighs> she screams a lot. I love in fan fictions, this doesn't happen, I feel like anywhere but fan fictions, where you end scene cut to black and like start up another scene as if nothing happened in between. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because like, how did she get there? Yes. Did he grab her hand to, and then she just like passed out? Yeah. yeah like... that's, that is the only like explanation for how this conversation is happening now. <laughs> and how she is surprised at her location. Uh... <laughs> oh. Like something happened in the middle there, Bud. friend author. Yep. <laughs> nope. Nothing happened. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know what's happening. Fine. Oh, calm down, said the man. You're in the shrieking shack. Just go through the trap door downstairs and you'll get back to Hogwarts. <laughs> what? Why? Well, you have you to will return have to fight the, the rings. willow at the end, though. <laughs> it's it's a it's a rite of passage. Oh, okay. Sure. It's retribution for stealing yeah. my wedding rings in the middle of the night. Yeah, you get to fight the willow now. You get Best to of fight luck. The willow. <laughs> uh, well, you have to return the rings. Don't worry, the chaos would have died down by now. And if I know Ron, he probably wouldn't have even realized the rings were missing in the first place. <laughs> but, wow, all of that, that was only because you tripped the alarms. People probably thought it was a trick, played by Fred and George. Probably did. Cause, Cause, especially because they ran around the castle screaming burglar, burglar. all night. Yeah, and then they were, and the, it, it only took like three times of them screaming mm. burglar. For people to be like, okay, well, clearly nothing has been burgled. <laughs> nothing has been burgled. But ev but every time somebody opens a door, they are worried that a tiny sack of potatoes is going to fall on them. Yeah, so, that makes sense. You know, you got to be careful. Does keep happening for some reason. <laughs> you do need to be careful. Karen timidly got up and made her way downstairs to the trap door. She was about to go through it when the man called out, oh. And remember to prod the knot on one of the roots down there. The Whomping Willow doesn't like to be disturbed. One of them. That's, that's, that's the test. That's the test. That's true. Is that yeah. if you can figure out which of the knots, the knots on the You need the to prod tree. before it pummels you to death. <laughs> <laughs> then everything's fine. Then all's forgiven. Hey, did you know, Sequoia? Mm-hmm. It's Whomping Willow month. Oh my gosh, it is! Uh, I mean, by month, month is kind of loosely defined sure, here to be sure, sure, sure. a set of four, <laughs> four weeks, weeks where we <laughs> talk about the Whopping Willow twice. Two episodes. A month is any two consecutive episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it is Whopping Willow month. I love that. <laughs> a passage of time. A passage of time in which, you know, uh, hypothetically, Karen doesn't get murdered, does not by, the get murdered by the Whomping Willow. All right. Fred and George were at the front gates, ushering guests in. And I will say at this point, I cut a rather large chunk of just like Fred and George being like, these are the people at the wedding. Okay. There's a lot of people at the wedding. Yeah. Mostly people you would assume are at the wedding. Yeah. Draco's also there being a little shit. Great. Um, of course he is. Why is he there? <laughs> and then Professor Trelawney did decline the invitation because she foretold a disaster oh, at the wedding. Sure. Great. Um, but other than that, you know, usual suspects are at the wedding. Is Sirius there? Um, yes, he is. Is he with Hold Remus? for the text, please. All right. It was when Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Ruvius oh. Hagrid made their Hold way- Hold for immediately. <laughs> okay. Made their way in that Karen finally arrived. She was a little nervous, 
but she managed to strike up her courage and walk up to Ron. Um, excuse me? She hasn't returned them to him yet? Ron, the wedding's like about to start. It's about to start. Fully. Are they doing a cocktail well, it took hour a while, or It took a while for her to run around the Whomping Willow, avoiding sure. its many, many branches, right. trying to figure out which knot to push. She right. was just running around the Whomping Willow's trunk, pushing knots for the past for the last, roughly like, three, hours. Hours. Yeah. three hours. Yeah. Three hours, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the timeline, the timeline. Ron looked down at her and smiled. Oh, hi. It's you again, huh? You've got the rings. Holy cow, I forgot all about the rings. Where'd you get them? Never mind. Just follow me. Ron assumes he lost them and not that they were stolen. No, Ron's like, where'd you get them? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) He grabbed Karen's wrist and dragged her into the castle. They eventually came to the portrait of the fat lady that was the entrance to the Gryffindor common room. Ron said the password and pulled Karen in. Karen's breath stopped in her throat. In the common room was a beautiful woman wearing a bridal dress. It was a- Oh, Ron's going to report to Hermione that they found the rings? Yes. (laughs) I feel like if Hermione knew that the rings were missing, there would be a bigger problem happening. (laughs) No, she's a chill bride. Oh. She's a chill bride. That is not true. She's a chill bride. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Mm, patently not true. Maybe he had not told her yet. So now he's coming to be like, found the rings. And she'd be like, what, what are you what talking, are you talking about? about? <laughs> it was a pure white satin sleeveless gown with skirts that flared only a little. She wore a small tiara over her bride's veil. She had long brown hair that cascaded her oval face in ringlets and cinnamon brown eyes that shone with loving kindness. (laughs) Hermione is on fire today. Good for her. (laughs) Good for her. We love to see it. She only had the slightest hint of makeup. Karen realized that this woman... Hermione Granger was nothing like she had imagined. She was a million times better. (laughs) Karen's like, Hermione says nothing to Karen. And Karen's like, love. I want to be you. She's like, who is this child? I want to marry you. Yep, there it is. Oh, there it is. Hello, Ron. Who's this? Asked Hermione. A beautiful smile made her face shine. Yeah, Karen. This is not I want to be you. (laughs) I I know sometimes we all get those feelings confused. I think the author Mm. intends maybe Mm. for Mm. this to be I want to be you. But that's not really really what the vibe is. That's not what's coming across. No, I know we all... Sometimes confuse these two emotions, but, uh, oh, Karen, there's a lot. (laughs) We're well past it. Karen nervously stepped forward and introduced herself. Hermione smiled. You've brought the rings. Thank you very much. You remind me of myself when I was your age, said Hermione. Go downstairs and join the guests. Karen smiled and left. Did Karen bring wedding-appropriate attire? Must have a really lax dress code. Yeah, because there's no way. She didn't know. She didn't know she was going to be going to a wedding. Yeah. Dress code is student uniform or black tie. (laughs) (laughs) She eventually made it to the Great Hall and found her seat. But she received a large shock when she oh. saw the groom standing at the altar. It's a little bit of a shame that they're doing it inside. Yeah, I know. Why not by the lake? Yeah. Whatever. She received a large shock when she saw the groom standing at the altar. The groom is 
typically at the altar. It was the green-eyed man. Oh, right. She didn't recognize Harry Potter. No, of course. A I'd classic. forgotten that detail because it was so dumb. An absolute classic. A classic, a classic. <laughs> the Harry Potter doesn't recognize Does the Harry Potter. No, nope, not recognizable. Always good. For the first time, she noticed the lightning bolt-shaped scar on his forehead. Karen? Karen? Karen. You are noticing it now from across the room? Yeah. Didn't notice it earlier when you were insane? When you thought you murdered him? (laughs) With a start, Karen realized that the man who had saved her from the chaos last night was none other than Harry Potter. Harry caught sight of her and waved. Karen could do nothing more than wave back. A passage of time. Mm-hmm. Harry and Hermione made their way out of the castle amidst congratulations, cheers, whistles, and rice being thrown. They got onto Harry's firebolt outside that had a sign that read, Just married. As they took off, Hermione threw her bouquet. Karen jumped up and caught it. The Ginny did Ginny, not. Ginny catch it. immediately like flies from across the room, <laughs> foot first, and kicks Karen and takes, takes the bouquet. Starts making out with Draco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <sighs> and then Draco's like, like, my next book will be Enemies to Lovers. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, from the ground. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was silly. Thank you very much. And thank you so much to the listener who sent this fan fiction in. You got a point. Sequoia. You got a point. point. You got a point. I got a point out of that madness. I'm so proud of you. Look at me. (laughs) Guessing Uh, the most obvious guess. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you got something out of it because the title is so, like... Yeah. You know, it, it has so it, much more to farm than a lot of titles that we get. It does. And this wasn't what I expected based on the title, but right. it was a really fun story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's, uh, it's always kind of nice to see the trio happy adults. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Okay. It was weird to see uh, Sirius and Remus enter together with Hagrid. Harry's three dads? Is that what that was? I think so. Harry's three dads. Harry's three dads all showed up together to escort him down the aisle. Oh. How cute. <laughs> um, oh. Great. Well, I guess now it's time for... The Wreck Zone. Beep, 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 beep. What do you have for us today, Sequoia? I have a very short fan fiction um, that did almost make me cry. So oh if you are in the mood for something that is mega sad, here's wow, a fan fiction no, for you. Literally never. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Cauterize, and it's about Dennis Creevy using Colin's camera to do a photo retrospective on the war after call after Colin dies. Holy shit, dude, that's too sad. <laughs> is it is it? <laughs> it's really good. It's really very good and really very sad. Um okay. but you know, I read it and I was like this this has to be recommended. It has yeah. to be recommended. Um, okay. Very good idea. Very well written. Really very short, um, mm. but good. But good. So there cool. will be a link to that in the description of this episode. There will also be a link to that on our website, fanaticalfix.com. Check the rec zone section. Also on our website is a story submission form. Today's story was submitted by a listener. So you too can do that over on the website. Also on the website, you can find merchandise. There is merch on the website, but there's also a link to our Tee Public where you can find a wide variety of designs and a wide variety of objects, such as Dromance. We love Dromance. That's all your favorite Draco romances. All our favorite Draco oh. romances. No, theirs as well. 
<laughs> we know you. Um, you can also find us on social media on Instagram at Fanatical Fix, where you can log those predictions. Um, and make sure to follow us if you are looking for updates on any of our meetups and the like. If you don't have social media and you'd like to reach out to us, you can also find us at our email, fanaticalfix at gmail.com. Would love if anybody wants to submit, you know, um, what the what the reception playlist would be at yes. Harry and Hermione's wedding. Um, yes. Would be super into that if you happen to <laughs> want to send that our way. Um, you can also help out this podcast. There's a couple ways to help the podcast out. One of them is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook or a rating on Spotify. Um, it helps us find more listeners. Another way you can help us out is to travel to a nearby universe where a woman who seems kind of like you, maybe in looks and personality, is getting married Try to ruin her wedding through some various hijinks. And then when you finally have to go apologize to her in person, instead, recommend that you listen to this podcast. Shit. She'll appreciate that, I think. You Trick the Multiverse 2023. Oh, my God. You, what? That was, uh, that was incredible. Maybe your best so far. Um, Thank you. You can also find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash fanatical fix, where you can find bonus episodes of this podcast where I am not reading Harmony. Sometimes. <laughs> There's a pretty banger of a dreary episode on there from last month. I will. I will say. Yeah. 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 Episode was straight fire. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, thanks to those patrons. Their support lets us keep doing this shit. But thanks also to the Whomping Willows for letting us use their song Wolf Star as our theme song. You can find that and more of their excellent music at thewompingwillows.bandcamp.com. Bye! Bye. Yeah.